Hello, you beautiful wellness fanatics. Welcome to episode 15 of the Wellness Chronicles. I'm your host, fitness guru, holistic health and wellness coach, Miss Corey Nicole, and I am beyond excited for this interview. You know, I've been thinking before even recording this, this intro, just kind of about my day today and really what I, I didn't really do much, you know, I'm going to be honest here. I, <laughs> I edited this podcast and made my promo stuff for Monday and just, I don't know, I'm just exhausted. But the big thing, the biggest thing that I did today, besides my six mile run was I went to the grocery store. I had like, I haven't, I had, excuse me, no food in my house. So I'm in the grocery store doing my thing. And, uh, this gentleman passes me and he's like, have a good day, darling. I said, thank you. You too. And he's like, every day is a good day. And it's what you make of it. To be honest, I needed to hear that today because, you know, even on the days where you don't feel like you're taking steps towards something better, taking steps in the direction that you want, whatever that may be for whatever goal that may be, you are, you know, the small steps help reach you to that bigger goal in the end. And so I feel like reflecting on this interview, it's so relatable to this individual's story and to everybody's story, really, that the small steps lead you to the big one. So anyways, I am so beyond excited to introduce this week's guest. Give it up for Miss Holly. Holly, thank you so, so much for joining me. How about you tell us where you're from, your occupation, and a little fun fact about yourself? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Holly. I, uh, I live in Vancouver, BC, Canada um, with my partner, Connor. Um, I just turned 28. So like the day we were supposed to do our first interview was actually, <laughs> was actually my birthday. Oh, so happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm actually adopted. That's like a cool fact about me. And for my occupation, I am a bartender and a server at Vancouver's best brunch spot. Yeah. Well, crap. I'm going to have to visit Vancouver now at some point. Yeah. This inflation is real. So I don't know when I'm going to take my next trip to be honest but <laughs> oh my god you're telling me the cost of living here is like absolutely wild I think gas right now is at like 245 a, a, a liter yeah a liter okay for us yeah. right now for a gallon <laughs> gosh I hate this whole conversion thing I know I'm like... anyways for a gallon where I'm at right now it's like five dollars oh my god <laughs> yeah it's nuts like I'm like I like absolutely insane I can't believe it and I'm originally from like Alberta and like Saskatchewan and it's like my mom posted the other day she was complaining about the gas price there it was like a dollar 37 or something and I was like ha come visit me and we'll talk about expensive don't complain <laughs> right now yeah who are right. not my choice and I live in like such a gorgeous spot so I can't really complain yeah and yeah. See if that's where you want to live too, and being in more of that city environment, it, it's the give and take you got to give. Yeah, and it's literally in Vancouver, the best of all worlds. Like, ocean is like a block away. I see the mountains from work, like, and there's like, yeah, it's gorgeous. So. Gosh, okay. Well, when I get my um, 
my van home. I'm going to come out and visit. I got a couple of other friends over there too. So yeah. So we have a parking spot in the yard for a van. So it's perfect. Good. <laughs> I'll bring my, well, my two cats are going to come with me. So perfect. Perfect. It's, it's set. <laughs> All right. So when did you start your wellness journey? Oh, I started that. I have to look on my little paper. Cause I have, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. It's like uh, quite bad. So I can't remember anything. Um, I started in April, the end of April was my first weigh in and stuff. So yeah, I just, uh, we had been at my parents for Easter. Um, and I had like stood on the scale for the first time in a long time, but a very poor relationship with the scale, but I stood on it. And I had gone from like, <laughs> from being like something I didn't think was a problem to just about 200 pounds. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm, because of my adoption, I have like seen pictures of my birth mom. And I was like, I'm on a fast track to becoming like her. And I just yeah. like was just not having it. Um, but yeah, and I just had like a really poor relationship with my body. Like I'm two years California sober clean and sober so I had a really bad drug addiction for many years so like kind of fighting with that image of what I used to look like while I was in active addiction yeah and now like all this healthy sober weight and I just like I couldn't even look at myself anymore so I was like I am walking into the gym after work and I'm not leaving without a personal trainer and it's like yeah it's crazy I like walked into the gym walked out walked into the gym walked out walked into the gym again and the guy finally was like (laughs) Can I help you with something? Yeah, I was like, do you need help? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, please do. And I dropped an absurd amount of money on a trainer. And it was like, I'm pretty sure I spent like my whole tip out plus a little bit that I had wow. made that week. Like I literally like gave everything I had and was like, okay, hey, this is like time to make a change. Yeah. And that's awesome too. Like you're putting that money, that money is still towards yourself. That is an investment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, your overall health, your longevity, your quality, your quality of life. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask you too, could you give a little bit more information about your adoption? And so like what kind of led to that, if you don't mind opening up and sharing a bit about that? Absolutely. I'm a chronic overshare. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. So like my parents got married, um, they had my mom had a son um, from a relationship when she was a teenager okay. um, and then so they got married and they had been trying and trying and trying to have a baby with like no luck whatsoever and uh, so then yeah my birth mom actually picked them out of like this big book of adoption people looking for families so she got to choose them um, they got a phone call I guess when she was in labor with me and three days later, they were like allowed to hold me for the first time. So on this year, it was actually my champagne adoption birthday. So I was 28, 28 years ago on the 28th, I was adopted. So it was, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. And I don't really know wow. too much about my like um, birth family, I guess. Like I know I have like pictures of my birth mom and she added me on Facebook when I turned 18. Um and I accepted that friend request just because I feel like you did give me a life I feel like you should have the opportunity to look at the life that 
ultimately you gave me by making that decision. Yeah. Um, on that note, I really just don't feel like she does message me all the time and stuff too. And I just don't feel any desire to have a relationship with her. Like I know that that would hurt my mom. And like people ask me all the time, like, Oh, well, when I talk about my parents, like they're like, Oh, like your real parents or like your adopted parents. I was like, no, no, my, my adopted parents are my real parents. Yeah. Let's just put a pin in that one. Like right now, like, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, definitely comes with a lot of abandonment issues though I would say and a huge identity crisis which is something I don't think I've ever even opened up to my parents about um because like you know you don't want to like hurt them because to them like I am like everything and we actually ended up like three I think it was three weeks after they got me home from the hospital they found out that they were pregnant with my sibling Shaylin so we're eight months apart (laughs) um But yeah, so it's crazy how how that works. But yeah, I definitely do almost feel like this um, void of like, there's no blood connection for me anywhere, um, which which I do definitely struggle with sometimes. Um, So another part of this fitness journey is I'm trying to figure out like who I am and come into myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also suffered from sexual abuse at a very young age into my adult years. And so it's like also like learning how to just like for honestly, I can't even say until like a couple months ago or even this last month, I've ever felt connected to my own body until I've started like going to the gym and working out. And it's like things I never thought would happen are all of a sudden like falling into place and happening. (laughs) No, when I feel that, and thank you for sharing, first of all. Oh yeah. I say that. I just really resonate too with a lot that you're saying too, and how much of a complimentary journey, not only like your fitness and the physical appearance, but the mental side of it too, and figuring out who you are and kind of what your overall main purpose in this world is. Mm -hmm. I really relate to you on that. You're hitting me hard too, with the um, sexual assault comment there too, because I didn't really realize it until the last couple of months that, you know, same. Yeah. <laughs> and I dated yeah. that person for two years, almost on and off. So wow. yeah, it's, it's, it's a journey that is yes. like, too. like, you're like, is my body even my own body anymore? Like, you know, and I, I notice it yeah. in my intimacy and my relationship too. Like I really struggle with it. I think because it's like happened at such a young age, Um, like I was just barely a teenager and I also am firmly set in my mind that something happened to me when I was a kid that I obviously didn't have words to explain at the time, nor do I know, I know who it wasn't, but I don't know who it was, you know? Um, so I'm like, I feel like from a very young age, it was like, just like victim stamped on my forehead. And it's something that I've been fighting. And then it, also leads back into a little bit of the adoption too is I did end up having a conversation with my birth mom one time because I did want to know like who was my birth dad like yeah where curious why is my skin a slightly different color you know like where where do I come from what are these mental illnesses that I'm battling are they genetic like all sorts I had health issues yeah. come up like as diagnosed with fibromyalgia uh, they think I have endometriosis um, like all these things that could potentially 
abnormal cells in my cervix, like all these things that potentially be genetic. And I don't know where I come from. So how do I know these things? Yeah. And she she hit me with your birth dad actually was arrested for sexual assault, which is what you're a product of. So I'm like, holy shit, are you kidding me? Product of something that I've been fighting my whole life. Um, yeah, it's just like everything is just linked. Like I was talking to my trainer the other day and Layla, and she was just like, you know, you are so intriguing because like every story has like a story. Like I'm just like hitting her with something new every day. She's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's just crazy too. Like finally also taking those times to reflect. And yeah, no, thank you for sharing. I also wanted to make that point too, like, like your curiosity, I would be more curious. Yes. About like the genetic mm-hmm. illnesses or whatnot that run in your family. Cause yeah. I also relate to the not wanting communication with certain family members, like my real dad, I call him my sperm donor, even though my parents yeah. did do the dirty and yeah. I, <laughs> I ended up staying with my, um, my biological mom. And it's funny, we've opened up about conversations where she was almost going to give me up for adoption. So it's crazy to think like, where would I be instead of right here sitting mm-hmm. with you over yeah. Zoom? What a big question too. Like, where would I be? You know? And it's like, I already didn't go down a very good path. Like for over nine years, I had a a drug addiction I was sex trafficked for a little bit and like all these things but how much worse would it have gotten and it even actually like I did get a glimpse into that because she does consistently message me on Facebook yeah um I don't reply I don't respond um she's probably gonna find a way to hear this but that's fine I guess it's a way to draw some boundaries I guess yeah but yeah she actually had one of her I got a message from her one day like maybe like six, eight months ago. And it was just a wildly inappropriate message about a photo that I had posted. And it sounded like it had come from a male. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, what? And then immediately after another message saying, oh, I'm so sorry. My friend took my phone, went through your profile and like commented then on my body, but felt the need to say it through her social media. And then at that point, I was like, it was literally the question, like, where would I be if I had stayed with you? What would I have been exposed to? Like, how much worse could it have gotten, you know? Like, I wouldn't have had a family so supportive. That's for sure. Yeah. Especially at those younger years, too. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So I was like, yeah. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind, too, opening up about your addiction a little bit more too and maybe how that has finally led you to now and being how how long again sober because congratulations on that thank you it's it's been just over two years like two and a half years which um thank you which also (laughs) I guess is it is important also like I did say Mm -hmm. on my Instagram like I share the ups and the downs and like I I've always been open about smoking weed um my partner and I did go to a wedding the other, like just before we were supposed to interview. And for the first time in two years, I let loose. I drank. I had a very, very good time. Good. Um, his friends, I danced and like also made some other, um, I guess, poor decisions that night. 
but they were made in a group of very supporting people who were consistently checking up on me. And then the next morning, like my partner woke up to me, woke up and like straight up just like asked how I was feeling like mentally about it. Um, and like if I needed to reach out for any support or anything. And I was like, you know what? No, it was one night, which yeah. was what I was worried about. It's like, it's a slippery slope. It was one night. I felt, I feel no desire to go do it again. The only thing I would like to do is now go on a date night with my partner and have a glass of wine <laughs> while I go out. Like that's the only thing I want to do more of, but yeah, I do, I do think it's really important to be like open and honest about like that aspect. Um, but yeah, so I guess like everything is so interconnected, like with the addiction, like, um, you know, like 14 being sexually assaulted in college. And from then it was just like constantly, it was never by the same person. Like these were all different incidents yeah. of parties due to my drinking problem. I No, that's a little bit victim blaming to say that, to say that it was due to my own drinking problem. Like these yeah. were clearly grown men making these decisions with teenage girls, but yeah. I wasn't, I was drinking to deal with it, number one. Um, like drinking a lot to deal with it, which is something I never really like acknowledged. Like I was like, oh, I didn't have a drinking problem. Like, oh, it's yeah. fine. But no, when you're going out and you're sneaking out, you're stealing your parents' liquor and skipping class and going to like parties with grown men, that is a drinking problem. Um, but yeah, all through like high school, I went to college for six months, literally partied away my student loans as at the bar all the time. Um, again, like few sexual assaults in those months also that happened. And then I moved home back to my parents' place and I had a friend who convinced me to move to the city with her and her partner, who I knew the partner was bad news. I knew he was nothing good about him. He had been abusive before. He had like chased my friend and I with a weapon before, and I still made the decision to move in there. Um, and he ended up introducing me to a group of girls who I very soon realized that they probably had something worked out with this because they offered me my first line of Coke on a Nickelback CD in the back of a Jeep driving down the highway and then said, well, now you need to pay for it. But not having a way to pay for it, they said, well, we have something you can do to pay for it. And they started posting me on these, um, like, back page is what it's called um which is for sex workers and I ended up being sex trafficked for three months with them and they were supplying the coke and the alcohol and it was just a very very slippery slope and I ended up watching some really scary things go down and I remember calling my mom and just saying like I hadn't talked to them in like three months and just like saying like I want to come home you need to come get me and like yeah she we lived a few hours away from the city and she made it there in record time and she she came and got me. Um, so and then I was clean, just kind of like got cold turkey there for a little bit for a couple months. And then uh, I made the decision to move to the most beautiful place in the world, which is uh, Lake Louise, Alberta. Um, and it is gorgeous there. Banff Lake Louise, beautiful. The website said that the staff accommodation was drug and alcohol free. So I was like, oh, this is a good idea. Um, yeah. It's a scale. 
as a skier. I didn't, I was quite naive. I didn't know. Ended up moving there. And like, I remember getting out of my car. I hadn't even unloaded my stuff yet. And this guy was like the grandfather of this accommodation called Chucktown. He had been there forever. He throws a kokanee at me. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, someone's like whipping out a bag of cocaine. And it was, I was there for like uh, three, three and a half, four years. Wow. And it was a party all the time, you know? So it's, but everyone's doing it. So no one acknowledges it as an issue, as a problem. And you're literally living in Neverland. Like people don't grow up there. It's like people from all over the world and like, and then, yeah, it was a slippery slope. I moved back into the real world, ended up moving to Calgary, um, immediately got in my first relationship ever, which ultimately was super abusive. Um, and it took a while to get out of that one. He ended up kicking me out of the house at like two in the morning in the middle of February in Calgary, Alberta, which is yeah, freezing cold. And yes, I ended up having to find somewhere to stay, which involved just going to the bar and finding somewhere to stay that night, you know, but um, then again, started hanging out with people that were really into drugs, got introduced to someone who was like, hey, I have a way for you to make money that like involved drugs. And that again, was this very slippery slope because then like, you always have it on you. Yeah. So you're always doing it. Um, and then, yeah, I got, um, I watched my best friend struggle with um, borderline personality disorder, Oh God. which was very hard. It involved me finding her with multiple suicide attempts multiple times. Um, so I was literally going to my real job, go home, I'd be at the psych ward with her all night, go back to my job back to the psych ward and it was like taking care of someone who I I had met her in Lake Louise so we were best friends I loved her so 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 much and it just I obviously it took me up until like last year to realize that I contributed to a lot of that too like I was like playing the victim for a long time in that situation where honestly we were both like kind of destroying each other And like, I was dealing with mental illnesses that I didn't really know about and also trying to deal with hers and like trying to fix her and trying to love her, but also not realizing that if I loved her enough, I would have like gotten her into a program or like been more supportive of it. Um, But anyway, she ended up leaving. Um, Her mom came and got her. And to me, that was abandonment. I was being abandoned. She was leaving me after everything I'd done for her. She was leaving me. And I really struggled with that. And it got really dark, really, really fast. Um, I tried to jump off a balcony at an after party, like from a hotel. Um, One of my girlfriends who I actually had met through the friend that I had been living with, she came to me one day and she just was like, hey, we're going to a cocaine anonymous meeting. So you're coming with me. You don't have to like it, but you're coming with me, like just see what you think of it. And I remember she had like dropped me off at my house and we had like started walking a little bit and I tried to jump in front of a truck like after this meeting like I was just so absolutely done that I just like was like nope we're out. Um, So I ended up 
going to the doctor's office the next day. I was like, okay, something's <laughs> something's messed up. Still yeah. not really acknowledging that there's a, an underlying addiction there. I'm just like, oh, I'm just depressed. I'm just stressed out. So she gave me the option of going to a rehab program or calling my dad and going home for three months of stress leave. Um, <laughs> so I was like, fine, I'll go home for three months. I'll get clean for a couple weeks and then I'll just reset no intention of staying sober um and then uh corona knocked on the world's door and oh, the, wow. whole, <laughs> the whole world shut down and my whole family ended up moving back home okay. um, my parents were kind of split up at the time mom ended up coming back home um all the kids moved back into the house aside from my brother and his wife who are like they're doing pretty good they they don't need to come home. They're all good. They're yeah. all good. They're, good, they're good for them. They're yes. They're <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that ended up happening and it was still just in such a dark place. I was going to like a psychologist and he just kept putting me on all these meds and these meds were actually making my parents think that I was using again because I was so like, I have a video of me holding all these pill bottles, like absolutely manic and just like going off about it. Yeah. Oh, and wow. So I just stopped taking them and I stopped seeing him. I have a huge issue with seeing the therapist, I guess. Um, and my older brother and his wife, Nathan and Kim, had asked if I could come watch my niece. Um, and I was like, okay, this is my opportunity to say goodbye. So I had gone over, I was sitting on their couch. I was, you know, I was writing letters to everyone that meant something to me, just being like, I'm sorry, like, I can't beat this. Like, this is, I was literally on my goodbye tour and I had just put her to bed and I got up off the couch and I went to go look for like a drink in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I saw this, like, it's like a thing on the fridge, something about like a due date. And I was like, but Lena is she's here so that's not her due date and then I looked over on the counter and I saw a bottle of like prenatal vitamins and I was like oh my god they're having another baby and so I remember like I put everything back in my purse and I remember just like really thinking on it for that it was the longest couple hours of my life I'm pretty sure just reflecting on everything and I was like what do I want my nieces or my potential nephew to know about me when they're older because they're not going to know me what are my parents and their parents going to say about me am I going to be remembered as someone with a kind heart who helped where she could and who was good like an inherently good person or am I going to be spoken about like the forgotten drug addict who couldn't make it who wasn't tough enough and I was just like like they need an aunt and like what like they need what I needed when I was a kid and I didn't have that. So I was like, it just like really hit home for me. And I was like, I can't leave this world. Like I can't do that to them. And then, yeah, they came home and I like had asked Kim and Nathan comes in the kitchen and she goes, oh, your sister knows. <laughs> but I don't think that they fully realize how much I needed to know. And I think the universe needed me to know too. Like yeah. my time was not up. It was not my expiry date yet. And I just really needed that reminder. So it's, uh, so yeah, my 
niece Lena, she turned three in February and her sister Sophie turned one in February and all my sobriety date is also in February. So it's like been such a blessing to be here earthside and like watch them grow, obviously from a distance because I'm too far, but I am able to have these conversations and like my recovery has meant that I'm trusted to be able to watch the kids and like people are happy to have me around and I am the version of myself that I'm supposed to be but now it's just like really coming into like I've done that part of the healing but now there's so many deeper levels to get to um, which is kind of where my physical comes into it because now I need to connect to my body I need to actually start dealing with things because I don't think I've ever actually dealt with anything (laughs) I think it's it's just been like moving on to the next thing or just trying to get over the hump you know yeah Mm -hmm. Holly thank you so so much for sharing that and that's crazy that you mentioned to like seeing that due day of your your niece correct yeah like that's just crazy that that like saved you that yeah yeah and you're saying with that yeah it's it's wild and like even like you know we went home on Easter and like my partner's first it's my first time bringing anyone home to meet my family I've never in 28 years brought a guy home to meet my family but like you know I firmly believe Connor is the one so that's like why I brought him home and stuff and but to be able to like hold my niece like Sophie and have her sleep in my arms and it's just like this little thing has no idea the impact that she's had in my life like yeah have no idea what they do or like what they've done in their short amount of time on earth like you know they just they just don't have a clue and it's 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 crazy well I think it's crazy too your story you know it being how your life has happened so far. Sometimes things do happen for a reason. And mm-hmm. those experiences are making you the woman that you are today, making you strong. I, sometimes I just, I lose words. So <laughs> thank okay. you again for sharing. Yeah, like You're so welcome. And that's like, I think too, I'm finding like these things were meant to happen. Everything was meant to happen. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it for anything because I do believe that I, it has to happen to someone because it has to happen to someone that's open to talking about it. Yeah. Because how many people are suffering? Like how many other like, like human beings and women are going through the same thing and suffering, but they don't know anybody that has the same story as so how are they gonna know and like even like when I was living in Lake Louise I would tell people my story up into the point where we were in the story mm-hmm. and they'd be like holy shit Holly like you need to write a book yeah like, you need to write a book I hear it all the time about you need to write a book you need to write a book and then yeah but um yeah it's weird I actually at the same time that we had started talking I also had made the decision to no longer go to AA or CA meetings. Okay. Um, Just, um, they just like weren't doing anything for me. Like, I feel like 
There's also that cookie cutter, like this is what recovery is. And it ha- you have to fit into this box of recovery. If you don't fit into this box of recovery, you're not recovered. You're yeah. like, they just dehumanize you in that way. And so it was like, um, almost like I grew up very religious. So the idea of God just really messed with my head with that yeah. stuff. And it's just like, I wasn't seen as anyone of value if I wasn't going to meetings every week. And if I wasn't like, if I was more focused on my job and my relationship, but like the meetings helped me when I needed them to help me. Yeah. But then it got old really quick. And then I was just like, this is the same 50 people in this room telling the same story every week. And it's so like preached that if you're not following these exact rules, like if they knew that I smoked weed the whole time, I would have actually, I'm pretty sure they would have came and taken that chip off the wall and they would have taken it. They would have been like, absolutely not. Like, and it's like, but that having marijuana has helped me get sober. There's no way I would have been able to do it without. And like, absolutely no way. And then I would have to be relying on painkillers from the doctor in order to deal with like, my endometriosis and my fibromyalgia and those those things that I'm struggling with and those things I think are inherently more addictive than marijuana yeah. like no those you're things right actually, like rip families apart and I'm like I can't do that like I don't like feeling that kind of high no and like same with like my ADHD like I have like talked to doctors on and off about it. Like they tried to diagnose me when I was a kid in school. And I remember my dad found out that they were going to try and test me for it. And he came ripping into the school. He's like, you are not testing my daughter for anything. There's nothing wrong with her. And so then I've gotten my whole life essentially like unmedicated. Yeah. But I've had friends who have been medicated. So when I was an active addiction, I was like, oh, let me try that. I was like, I don't like this. It makes me feel like I've been doing like hard drugs. Like I don't like yeah. feeling like that. I, I I like to be like fully weird and outgoing in myself. And like, yeah. I, don't want to be, I don't want to be muted. Yeah, like, I completely understand <laughs> where you're coming from with that too. Cause I've had medications make me feel like that. Mm-hmm. And just- it almost makes you feel more numb. Yeah. Nobody wants to feel no. that. Like- <laughs> and I wanted to make the point too, back to um, you talking about the, the meetings you were going to, like mm. recovery looks different for everybody. And if it is getting more onto, yeah, like I, I use religion as a kind of a good example for this, but like feeling more of like a religion with like, like set rules, like, oh yeah, you, ho- you always have to be here. Like, no, no, you don't. This is your yeah. journey. This is your process. And yeah, yeah, those meetings, they had a time and a place for them. Yeah. Like, you feel like your next step is finally just kind of being out in the world. And then, yeah, you having that good night. And as long as at the end of that night, you felt good about it, you had good people around you, even like checking in with you, your partner, that's amazing. That's the support that you need. And so I just want to say too, I'm glad that you have that support system now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, don't feel bad about 
going out and yeah, having a fun night. Believe me, I was there too before where I don't know why, but I would like get so hard on myself. Like, like I shouldn't be doing that, but it's like, no, like I had fun. I don't know why I'm getting hard on myself. You know what I mean? It's yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's really important too. Like, like you said, recovery looks different for everyone. But then when you say that also, it really is heartbreaking that there's not a space for everyone in their recovery. There's only a space for the people that fit into this very small restrictive box. And I think it's so important for people that don't fit in that box who like, for me, I call it California sober. Okay. For people to have people to reach out to like that too, where you can like talk about it without feeling like, like you're judged or like you become ostracized by what is supposed to be your recovery community. Yeah. So that's like really important. Like as I grow my page is I want to be able to have like space where people who are recovering in the same way or not necessarily in the way that fits into that box, a space where whatever box you fit into, you can come and hang out in my circle, you know, like. No, I I really resonate with that but that part of it, just cause I just sometimes don't feel like I fit into one specific box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think anybody fits into one no. specific box. Right. And, but there's just like this society just wants you to fit into boxes. Like, and, and it's like, no, like how I feel about society. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel it. I feel you. Right. You know, I'm going to give you another good question. Uh, I I can go over this one again too. Maybe aside from kind of like your pre-story before, okay, you finally decide to go into the gym. You went in and out a couple times, mm-hmm. but what made you really decide to start your fitness and wellness journey? Oh my God. That's such a good question. Um, because I was telling that like when Connor and I started dating, he would be like, I want you to like ride bikes with me. Or like, we broke up once for like a couple hours. And the reason <laughs> was- sorry, a couple I, hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had COVID and we oh. were quarantined together in his house. So, First time to break up. <laughs> to break up. But it was like, uh, <laughs> it was the worst- couple hours ever but it was like you know some of the he was like you're not active enough for like you know like I don't want it to be like a few years down the road and you still like just don't want to do anything and I was like you know like and he kept trying to encourage me to like get out and go for walks and be active instead of and you know what same thing goes in my addiction you could have told told me a hundred times that I need to stop doing it but until I made that decision for myself it wasn't happening that's true. And he said it too. He's like, well, what changed? He's like, I've, I've been telling you all this stuff for forever. And you just come home one day and you're just like ready to go. And I was like, just like clicked in my head. I was like, it's yeah. just like, I have to. Um, but yeah, I just like really wanted to work for it. And then I had talked to like the director at the gym. We were trying to find me a trainer because I know that my learning style, if I did not have someone with me, it's not happening. I can't yeah. go do it by myself. Like I do need to have that guidance. And so he set me up with my trainer, Layla. And um, he had like showed me photos of her. 
And she, I saw myself when I looked at her before, like, she got fit, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, like, someone, like, has a journey, like, kind of like mine. And then we met. And, like, she, I just fucking love this girl. <laughs> She's amazing. Like, I don't think they could have picked a better trainer for me. She is so supportive and, like, guides me and is just so encouraging. And she even says, too, like, she, like, I remind her of her when she was starting off and she's super excited to see it happening. So it's just like, but yeah. And then it was just like, she was kind of my motivation then, you know, like if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Like, like I can absolutely do it. And it just like, it is all about fighting like the own, my own war in my head. Like I'm constantly like at war with myself in my, in my head. Like today I, hate my body so much we have someone here that like takes care of the house he's just walking by the window (laughs) Um, yeah like I hate my body today like I really just with everything in me I hate it and it's like not necessarily because of like how it looks because I'm I'm pretty happy with how I look right now like and I know it's just gonna get better but yes but my body, like I, as a woman, I'm supposed to be able to do these things and I can't like, and that's because of what grown men have taken from me when I was a kid and I can't get that back. I can't experience things the same way. And it's like, you know, this morning I laid in bed with my partner and I cried because I was like, I'm sorry that my body can't do what it's supposed to do. And it's just like this war inside my head. And then it's like, it's just a constant thing. And then yeah. I just have to remind myself, like, no, like this body has carried you through pain and addiction mm-hmm. and abuse. And like, you just have to love it, but it's like constantly changing inside my head all the time. So yeah, that's like pretty difficult, but it's like, I had someone even <laughs> when I started training at the gym, I had been talking to this guy at work and he was like, He's like, oh, I don't think that you're you're mentally strong enough to do it. And I was like, hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't think I don't think you society. understand. Yeah, I was like, I don't think you understand that I got clean and sober by myself in a pandemic with no program by myself for over two years. So and see, that's tell amazing. Me not, itself. Tell me I'm not mentally strong enough again. And now watch me do it. Like, I love having people tell me that I can't do something because I take it oh, as a challenge and I will same. do it. Like, like tell uh, me I can't. I will. Watch me. <laughs> yeah. Watch me. Yeah. And, and so I mean, it looks fabulous doing it. Like, <laughs> and see, you getting sober too. Like, I just, I can't even imagine, like, the mental like toughness you needed to have to go through that mm-hmm. you can do anything like mm-hmm. again that guy telling you that the same as society like <laughs> yeah you can do yeah. it yeah it's and there was time though, it's gonna be a process the biggest bald eagle just flew by my window I love bald eagles I see them all the time yes. like we're on the island and I'm like babe bald eagle babe bald eagle 
babe, bald eagle. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. How no, did I you and Connor meet? I forgot to ask you that one a little I bit ago. Um, we met on Bumble. A successful so, Bumble story. Yeah. So I actually was going to cancel our date. I had just like had it with dating, like just absolutely had it. I had been to all these dates. I don't know if you guys have a cactus club in the States, but it's like the place where these douchey dudes take girls on dates. And it's like the classic first date place. Oh in my Vancouver. gosh. I'm going to just roll my eyes here. <laughs> and I had just gone on like literally like three dates with like three different dudes all had taken me to Cactus Club and all of them in like the first 30 minutes were talking about having sex with me and like these things and I had just gone a year without sleeping with anybody like I had just like not even really by choice just by like I'm not I had made a decision that I was no longer going to let men make homes in my body that yeah. they were not willing to call home forever you know like I was no longer willing to be seen as just a body and so for me it was like this like revelation on these dates where I see right through them yeah no no, like I know you don't respect me like you don't even remember the answer I just gave you for the last question like I had just had it I was done and I had it had been like a really bad date and he had complained about me like not going home with him after he paid for like my Thai chicken bites. And I was like, you think that my body is worth a $13 appetizer from fucking Cactus Club, dude? Like, oh no. <laughs> I just can't get over Cactus Club, the name of the place. It's actually very good food, but, and dope drinks, but it's just like very, there is a cliche that fits into Cactus Club. Yeah. Uh, like they only hire pretty girls. Like it's a very cliche thing. Oh, um gosh. Yeah, so I had, Connor had set this date up with me and I just like, remember just like dreading it. And I was like, I don't want to go on this date. Like I'm done with dating. I do not want to go on this date. And so I was about to cancel it. The message didn't send through. So I was like, (laughs) Jesus, I guess I'm going on this freaking date with this guy. Did he take you to the Cactus Club too though? No, he (laughs) didn't. No. So it was a very thoughtful, well-planned out date. His sister had helped find a place for us to go. It's like this beautiful seafood restaurant on the water. And I walked out of my apartment and he was outside his car, leaned against his car waiting for me. And I just like walked out. I just remember this like sigh when I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, shit. I was like, I think I, I think I'm looking at home right now and I was like that was it we ended up like shutting the restaurant down like we stayed way past clothes we were talking they didn't kick us out like the guy had to come try and take our order like seven or eight times because we just wouldn't stop talking and I actually gave him a love languages test on our first date in Ancora like the seafood restaurant okay that's and, smart though I like yeah. that I was like, we're figuring this out right now. And then I just remember I got home and he sent me a text and he's the first thing he said was like, you are so incredibly wise and beautiful. And I called my mom the next morning and I was like, mom, he complimented my brain. And we like that. Before he said anything about my face or my beauty, he complimented my brain. And then I remember he messaged me and he's like, what are your plans for the week? He's like, I'm working, but I'm going to make time for you. And I was like, 
what? You're, you want to make time for me? And then it was just like game over. Like our third date, I spent the night and I like really never left. And now I'm officially moved in here. So <laughs> I love that for you. Cause I'm going to be honest. I'm still out in the dangerous dating world. Yeah. It's still shitty. Yeah. It's I literally had to, literally had to walk through hell to find heaven and like, yeah. I'm at least like off so the it. apps. I'm off the apps because where I'm at, super slim pickings. And there's this joke where it's like, okay, you get back on the dating apps, you match with someone you matched with before. And it's like, oh, hey, haven't talked in a yeah. while. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> I had actually had to have, I think my Bumble profile wasn't even under my real name because I had been banned from all dating apps um, for posting my OnlyFans link like two years ago oh, I, I got, love it <laughs> I got immediately banned from all apps because I guess they're all connected and so I had used like a fake number and fake name to get back on the dating apps and then I was like I'm just deleting it and I'm just gonna accept that I'm done like this is the last date I'm ever going on yeah and I, I hope to god it was the last first date I ever went on so. I hope it is for you too because like I saw some of your guys's pictures too on Instagram I'm like you guys are so he literally writes me, he goes for walks with the dog um, in the morning and he'll pick flowers up off the ground for me and write little notes and like leave them on the counter when I get home. So it's very sweet. <laughs> Ladies, we've heard it here. Do not settle. If you are <laughs> not settle. getting your needs met, do not settle. Yeah. There's, it's out there. You it just is. have to really look okay. for it. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short because you are deserving of the love that you deserve. Yeah. And with Thank that note, with that note, I'm going to give you my next good question for you. Yeah. So, how has your fitness and wellness routine evolved over time? So, with the starting of actually going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess we first, uh, you know, I started going to the gym the first session I showed up, like right when my session started. <clears throat> we did like the little like. fitness test or she evaluation she kind of evaluated me or whatever we talked about my goals a little bit and I yeah trudged through that workout everything was hard everything was hard like I have a problem walking to the 7-eleven down the street um so like did not want to do that at all and it was just everything was so hard and then she's like okay I want you to start coming 10 minutes before and doing some elliptical stuff before we work out like warm up yeah and so over time I'm now showing up to the gym an hour before I have to and I'm doing like 25 minutes on the elliptical I'm doing seven minutes on the stairmaster but I'm going up by a minute every time and I'm doing like incline treadmill mocks and I'm on the rower now and I'm like putting in the work and her trainer came up to me like two days ago at the gym and he's like I just want to let you like give you a shout out like you are doing so good he's like if we had people if every one of us had clients like you that showed up an hour before and like put in the work and come in on your days off like yeah that would be amazing like we see you we're watching you like you're doing really good and like having someone who's so fit say that to you I'm like yeah and even like you you had messaged me like my first week and had uh, had messaged me my first week and like said that I was like killing it. And I was like, what? 
I don't even know this girl. And she's just like encouraging and hyping me up. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is, this is like me finding my community. And it's like, so freaking cool. See, and but this yeah, is no, what I love about yeah. like, I like Instagram specifically too. Cause don't even like, I just, I love looking through people's profiles and can not get me wrong too. I get a little lazy. <laughs> yeah. Being online is hard. Yeah. <laughs> hard work. Yeah, it's like being I definitely in stopped. <laughs> I took a break with posting all the update pictures and stuff. I'm still taking them, but I know sometimes like I struggle with like not seeing the results in the pictures. Yeah. But then I have like Layla, my cut. She's, oh, I can't preach. She's amazing. Like definitely follow her Instagram too. Hey, like, yeah. Like, you're going to have to send me hers. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm intrigued. I want to also be like, Hey, you want to be on the podcast too? Oh, she would love that. She would actually love it. I'm okay. sure. You, you put that I good put word in too. We'll, it. We'll, <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll yes. get it set. Anyways. Um, but yeah, like she just like is constantly like the other day I was, I couldn't tell you the name of one exercise that I do at the gym. She says, shows me what to do and I do it. So I don't remember what I was doing something with my arms or whatever. And she was behind me. She's like, she got so excited. She's like, you're back. She's like, yes. And I was like, oh my God, like stop. Like yeah, when you start doing very- like more like lat pull downs or even like, yeah. like front rowers, like yeah we like like, a sexy back yeah and she's like noticing and pointing these things out and like I'm also like I have a very hard time looking at myself in the mirror and I notice that at the gym too when I'm like we're in front of the mirror and I'm doing something I'll look myself in the eye and then I'll immediately like look away and do it but I am getting better at like looking at myself longer and like appreciating what I see and not just like feeling like shame with what I look at um, which is very important, I think. But yeah. and even like she even pointed out yesterday we had a session and she was like, we did, I don't remember, we were doing some floor stuff and she's like, it's looking easier for you. Like she's like, we've upped the weights on everything that you're doing and you're making it look easy. Like so and like she's like, you were like kind of like your legs are kind of like wiggling around before and now you've got such control of them. And I was like, ah, that's amazing. Like your muscle memory. Yeah. And like my numbers too. Like we stand on that scale where you like hold things that tells you our BMI and everything. Yeah. Like my numbers have just like, um, like amazing. I'm pretty sure my body fat started at, we were pretty high up the first time. I think it was almost at like, almost at 50 last time like when we first started yeah and now we're down to 44 percent for my body fat and wow. like the number on the scale hasn't dropped too much like seven pounds but I've also like gained a lot of muscle I was just gonna say you're gaining muscle yeah. and sometimes yeah. just rewiring the brain can be difficult from yeah already having kind of issues with your body image and how you yeah. feel about it and yeah and the scale is literally my worst enemy <laughs> like I hate looking at the numbers like sometimes I don't even want to look because I'm like yeah I know that I will like go home then and I'll like super count my calories and be like I can't eat that and like that's really hard to get out of that mindset yeah like well. I see benefits with counting calories and especially with so certain trainings like let's say bodybuilders for instance or mm-hmm. even like a marathon trainer but like when it's coming to just you're starting your overall health journey and already had struggles with those just really it's just the rewiring of the brain and mm-hmm. it's hard I understand where you're coming yeah. from 100 
And with the number on the scale too, yeah, don't focus so much on it. Because too, as long as you're putting that work in, I know staying consistent, sometimes staying consistent can be hard. Give yourself those rest days though. And don't feel bad yeah. about it. I know I get hard on yeah. myself about that too. Yeah. No, and anyone listening, yeah. do not get hard on yourself. If you need rest, yeah. rest is yeah. important too. My trainer kicked me out of class the other day. Yes, so okay, I need to meet your, I need to connect with your trainer now. Like I feel yeah. like me and her are already kind yeah. of like similar minds. Yeah, she does these like, uh, cause obviously, obviously she works at the gym, duh. Yeah. Um, but she does these like classes as long with trainings, like these works classes and whatnot. So I had gone and I did like, uh, first of all, like a booty burn class. And then I signed up for, it was like her works class, which I didn't realize was like a full on personal training class. Okay. Just with other clients. So more than one. And I remember I was like, absolutely pop in she's like at the beginning class she's like, don't do the heaviest weights don't go the heaviest weights I need you for our because we had a training session just with her and I immediately after so I had been at the gym for hours at this point and Jeez, I'm like yeah. halfway through this class like this group class and I was just like puffing and of course she says don't do it so I do it and I'm like literally like wheezing and she's like get out She's yeah. like, go sit on the massage bed. I need you to be here and present for our personal training class. And then the other day, I think she knew that I had intentions of doing it again this week. And she's like, don't come to the classes in the morning. Just come to your personal training. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Ollie, <laughs> give your body like, that rest. I'm going to tell you this too, okay? Yeah. You will yeah, thank us later, so. okay? <laughs> Yeah. So I'm definitely like now listening to my body when it says rest, like I'm going to see results no matter what. I don't need yeah. to push it to happen faster than I would like it to happen. But yeah. Don't have that misconception yeah. too of, yeah. Thinking the more that you do, those results are going to be quicker. I know in today's world, we want the instant gratification. It's just like the instant yeah. viral. Yeah. It's not going to exactly. happen overnight. It yeah. is not. And believe yeah. me, I keep wishing it will happen overnight, <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. Oh my God. And the, um, the emotions are like nuts. So we had done step ups onto this like big platform and she'd put like this big, heavy thing over my shoulders. I don't know how much it weighed, but it's heavy enough that I didn't want it there. And it had to do like 20 on each leg, like step up and tap or whatever. And like three sets of that. And I would finish a set and I wasn't upset. I wasn't happy. I was just like, okay, cool. It's done. But I'd sit down and just all of a sudden, just like these emotions would just like come out of me. And like, my eyes are tearing up. I'm like crying, but I'm laughing because I'm crying. And I'm like looking at her and I'm like, what is happening? And it's like, you're probably like letting go of a lot of like stress and emotion. And I was yes. like, I don't know what's happening. And I think it's so funny. Like I've done it before too. And we're sitting on the couch and I watch something funny and my laughing will just turn into like hysterical, like sobbing. And it's so, I, then I'm laughing because I'm crying, but I don't know why I'm crying. And it's like the same thing just happened at the gym. And I was like, what's going on? And there's like, guys working out around me and I'm like oh my god just don't look but it's funny yeah something like, so great. that's something I'm I'm sure that eventually I'm gonna let it actually come out instead of fighting it and it's just gonna be like an absolute like sob session at the gym and be like crying and just like, everything's fine 
but yeah. I feel like that is a release cry. Like yeah. a good one, if that makes sense too. Like yeah. for women, especially, okay, yes. You know what? We do have a, a lot of hormones, Yeah, but it's normal. And guys yeah. do too. It's okay to yeah. let it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. On the topic of hormones, I'm like really struggling with like the idea of like, I've been looking into it a lot about like the IUD mm-hmm. and I have one. I've had one in for like almost 12 years now. Not the okay. same oh, one. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm, on the sec- I'm on the second one, but I've noticed too, like, and we talked about it with Layla the other day too. I was like, I've read about girls taking them out and all of a sudden they lose all the weight. And their hormones are kind of like back in check and like their like libido and their sex drive is back. Cause I don't currently have any of that. It's like just vanished and I'm really struggling with it. And so today I'm like, again, like it was a bad morning with that sort of thing. And I was like upset about it and like, I'm sorry, my body can't do what it's supposed to do. And I'm like, I think I need to take it out. Like, I think it's time to take it out and like get my hormones back in balance because they're just, so off like I don't remember what it's like to have a period like I haven't had one in 12 years I don't remember anything about it but I'm like still getting like these emotions are all over the place my hormones are out of whack like the weight gain like I'm just like maybe it's time to get that out that could be just a little side note from my experience with an IUD the emotions were a lot Mm -hmm. um I'm even trying to think because I didn't have mine in for very long because then two, what happened was it kinked against my cervix. And then I wonder if that was because I had an abnormal, this is so TMI on the show. We love yeah. this, but um, I was having an abnormal pap. And so I was wondering yeah. if it was from that and then also my abusive ex-boyfriend. So I got rid of both and we're good. Yeah, nice. <laughs> two birds, one stone. I'm here for it. Yeah. And yeah, I have so. heard the IUD being a major cause in like that extra weight gain with the extra mm-hmm. hormones. I've been on the pill. I've always been on the pill. I like it. It has helped with my hormones and especially with me right now. I'm 24, 24 versus your 28. I'm definitely not ready for any kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like not ready, but I'm like, yeah, with whatever happens with you and your partner, (laughs) if even say you switching to the pill, I just, I guess, know from my personal experience, it's helped me a little bit more. And especially with not being so overly hormonal too, where I don't really know where I was going with my train of thought anymore. Then I will slide into my second to last question here though. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in one year from now on your journey? So what is your ultimate goal? Absolutely shredded. No, just kidding. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind being like, you know, like looking really good. And like, I would like my page to be like much, I would hopefully like to be more focused on like influencing and stuff mm-hmm. and like definitely be more active in, in that sort of thing. Um actually like there's this girl I follow Kate Furt who I actually had the absolute honor of like going on a boating trip with last summer and like she's even better in person and she just moved to Vancouver and like friends of my friends and stuff so like I like really have like looked up to her fitness journey because it's been crazy too to watch okay what um, does she do exactly then what is so her- Kate's a influencer like a massive influencer um she works with brands like Miss Lola um and like 
the Injectionist Canada, like all sorts of like big companies um, promoing for them and influence for them. She's also like one of the top hairstylists, I think. In, in my personal opinion, okay. I think one of the top hairstylists, um, she works for The Extensionist, um, which is a company that I also did some work for um, as a receptionist last year. Um, but yeah, so like she does also work with like hair loss. She's an extension specialist. Um, and just like, yeah, I love following her. She's just really fun to, to interact with and stuff and was even better to meet in person. So yeah, you have but, to share her Instagram with me too. I'm just kind of curious as well now. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. I'll send you. I'll send you her her at. But yeah, she's freaking amazing. She's really really awesome to follow. And like I had remembered, I lived in Calgary, and I had been, I lived across the street from this salon called The Extensionist, and I would like. I had already been following Kate for a few years. I knew she worked there, and like now I'm like, literally like watching her clients walk out of the salon like with complete transformations and it had just made me really want to be a part of that yeah and so they opened up a location in Vancouver and I ended up getting a job as a receptionist at like my literal like dream salon and it was so amazing um it just didn't end up working out unfortunately but um I fully support like still fully support that salon and like I still go there for my hair and, yeah. and everything Dang, I wish I would have held on another year because then I would have been working with Kate. She moved to Vancouver and now she works at the location. Oh, um, shoot. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's uh, still like fully support them and like the, the things that they do for women in their terms of like empowerment and transformation is just unbelievable. Um, wow. Yeah, like the owner, Megan, she, she came up with this technique that helps women with like alopecia and like um, trick... I cannot say the trichlomania um, okay. when you like pull out your own hair. Oh, um, yeah. Forms of extensions to like help them like feel beautiful and like yeah. um, be their best selves again. It's really beautiful. I'm like touching around my hair too. Cause sometimes when we talk about like, like certain things that like get people to do. So like that, for example, it just makes me think like how that would feel. <laughs> kind of like a weird yeah. side note. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I sometimes pull my baby hairs out like up at the top yeah. of my I don't know. Side note. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, it's, it's really cool that, so yeah, I followed Kate for a long time and she was really motivating also to like, even like sometimes when I don't feel like I'm doing good, I'll like literally scroll to the bottom of her page to like watch like her journey and like, yeah, like for her and stuff, but yeah, I'll send you her link also. Yes. And yeah, again, just thinking to like everyone's journey is different. Yeah. And sometimes with social media too, like all you do really see is the good you don't see those down days but everyone does have them and we shouldn't be ashamed of even sharing those yeah and I would love to be the kind of influencer like in a year that like I do share my down days I share the the good the bad the ugly and like every single part of the fitness journey like not just the good parts um but yeah in a year I'd like to be like yeah hopefully like influencing um definitely like would definitely like to I've been thinking a lot about doing like eyelashes and, and kind of getting into more of like the beauty industry yeah but still still not like 100% sure like I love serving people like I truly 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 enjoy it and it's like a good time and sometimes I, I think about doing stuff with kids because like my biggest dream is to be a mom 
I want to be a mom. I want to have kids. I want to just yeah. like, be the best parent I could possibly be. And, um, but unfortunately with some of my history working with kids, I don't think is a good idea. Like with like the only fans and stuff, like it's not hard for people to pull up stuff on people on the internet these days. And I know that yeah. I would probably have an issue with it as a parent. Like if something was to be brought up about like my kids caregiver or whatever, you know, like there are parents that would struggle with that. So, but we're just figuring it out for now. And like, yeah. I think we're not really sure where we want to end up. Like the lease on this house is up in like a year. And so we're not really sure if we want to like stay in Vancouver or end up on the island. Like we have tons of friends mm. on the island, um, which we figured out while we were there for this wedding. And it would just be really cool to be around such beautiful people all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be nice to end up there. So we're just figuring it out. We're not sure yet. And the breakfast place that I work at is thinking about opening a location on the island. So <laughs> I'll tell you. Just a shoo-in. I'm a shoo-in already. And like my dad, I'm a very good cook. And he, every time I go home, it's like, when are you opening your own restaurant? When are you opening your own restaurant? And like. So like maybe someday that is like something I would like to do, like have my own business, but it's a whole bunch of things up in the air. And yeah. my, my ADHD just means I'm constantly like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, maybe that, maybe that, like all over the place. I was going to so, say a little bit of like a bouncing brain. Oh, all it's <laughs> always bouncing. Like I can never stay on one topic. It's like a hundred things. Oh, God. hundred things. I mean, I'm like that sometimes too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, w- I wish I was only like that sometimes, but it's literally all the time. <laughs> I can't focus on anything. Have you tried maybe meditating or some yoga? I'll throw that in. Oh, yeah. Asking. Oh okay. yeah. I've, I've tried meditating, but my brain just does not. It's like be meditating. I'm like, oh, I gotta go buy toothpaste. I'm like, oh, what kind of toothpaste? Oh, I should get my teeth whitened again. I said, like, oh, maybe I should talk to her about eyelashes. And then I start thinking about my lash lady from like three years ago. From like three years ago. Not oh, even yeah. really relevant. I'm like, oh, I wonder how she's doing. And then I'm like, oh, she had two kids. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to name my firstborn son? Like, it's just like, <laughs> Holly, I love it though. It's the way my brain works is like wild. I was just going to ask, friend. have you tried like not sponsoring for this, but like the mm-hmm. Headspace app or something like that, like a guided one or? um, Yeah. So I actually really, really, really enjoy um on YouTube, like the, um, I really, really enjoy watching like these guided meditations okay. and like, um, so really weird. Um, but put on your headphones and I listen to ASMR, um, videos and like it's the ones where like people are like they're brushing other people's hair, like doing facials on them, and you can feel the sounds as if they're around okay. you, like it's a total experience. And like that is like one of the only things that gets me to like. Okay. That would make sense because too, you're having that sort of kind of other stimulation, not just hearing Mm -hmm. it, but like, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. It's really, I'll send you a link for like, yeah, send me the link to that too. Video that got me into it. I'll send you the link, but make sure that you have like your right headphone in your right ear and the left one. Oh yeah. It totally matters. Like how you're watching it. Like, I believe it. Oh, it's like one of those. You get actual like tingle. I feel it like in my spine and it just is like the only thing that will like level me right out. It's okay. like, well, I mean, aside from, but 
marijuana helps a little bit. Okay, same. And it's I legal wanted- in Canada, so it's it's legal because I'm all the way in Michigan, and <laughs> that has helped me. I want to. I forgot to make this point to you too because I'm for marijuana, and of course, like your levels and whatever. I like just the stuff that does help to chill me out. I'm a very mm-hmm. like go 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 headstrong like raw lioness and I need yeah. something to mellow me out <laughs> yeah. and put me to bed yeah. <laughs> and eat a snacky yeah. and then put me to bed yeah so, no I'm I'm with you on yeah <laughs> yeah I love all right <laughs> my last good question for you here what is one piece of advice that you wish you had before starting your wellness journey we could even go back to any point, actually, any piece of advice. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, probably like you just have to really be prepared to fight the fight in your own head first. Um, like definitely. And like, probably like the best, I, the best, if you have like issues going by yourself and stuff is like find the right trainer like I do not think I would have been able to do any of this without Layla and she doesn't give herself enough credit for it like I'm like it's thanks to you she's like no I'm just guiding you I'm like no literally like you need to give yourself more and more credit than that like she's been absolutely phenomenal and like helping me and I would not have been able to do it if I didn't find the tr- the right trainer yeah and like don't just settle for like any trainer that your gym gives you like the director of, of fitness world where I work out he like sat down with me and he really did find the best match for me and like asked the right questions and I'm so glad he did that so that's advice I wish I would have had like years ago <laughs> because then maybe I would have like having the advice that it's not so bad when you have someone to guide you and help you. And it's not, it's not as scary. The gym is not as scary as my own head made it out to be before I went in there. Like, it's not that scary at all. (laughs) No. And we're going for strong girl summer. Yes, we are strong, happy girl summer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I've like cut out all makeup too. I've just been started doing like really good skincare and I'm like, Oh my God, is this like, was on TikTok? It's like the clean girl aesthetic or whatever. I'm into that. I haven't been getting videos like that lately. What have I been getting lately? (laughs) I don't know. Random crap. Changes, right? You get the weirdest things sometimes. I'm like, at least it's not the tarot card readings anymore. I was like really (laughs) over here. You're like, yeah, this guy is going to come into your life. And I'm like, can he please not? (laughs) Okay. On the topic of tarot card readings though, um, the ASMR stuff that I was telling you about, Uh uh-huh. If you listen to like ASMR, like tarot readings, the sound of the cards and like the flipping and like lighting the incense and stuff. Oh, I would be into that. It is like immediate, like, like, I don't even care what they're saying. I just don't care what they're saying. I don't even care what you're talking about. It's just Just like the sound and like the stimulation. Just please tell me money's in my future at least. Yeah. This inflation is real. Yeah, right. No joke. Well, Holly, thank you so, so much for joining me on this episode. Oh, thank you for having me, Corey. <laughs> and that's pretty- Thank you so much for getting through this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave a comment, follow Holly on Instagram, 
Give me a follow on Instagram as well at Corey Nicole Fit. And also do not forget to hit that bell button so you're notified when I drop new episodes. If you are interested in being featured, have an idea for an episode as well, feel free to fill out the, the Google form linked in this podcast in the podcast description, as well as you can go to my social medias at Corey Nicole Fit. You can find the Google Doc there in the link in my bio. And yeah, have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week.